Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, join Gabriel and his food hero guests on The Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So. Welcome to The Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so delighted to have Stephanie Shi of Desserts for Breakfast here on the show today. Stephanie started her blog in 2009, and Desserts for Breakfast has been a finalist in the Severe Food Blog Awards for Best Baking and Desserts Blog twice, in 2011 and 2013. She is a food and travel photographer, a dessert designer, and oh, she's also on the tenure track towards professorhood. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you on the show. Now, your blog, Desserts for Breakfast, can you talk a little bit about how it all started and grew to where it is today? Well, it started in my first year of graduate school, actually, or I think shortly after my first year of graduate school, when I was sort of looking for a new hobby to do outside of studies and got really into catering for some reason and did a couple of weddings. And so clients really wanted to see photos of like what I had done and like understand sort of what was being offered. And so the easiest way to set that up was a blog. You know, I just logged on to Blogger and put up a website. And then people started to ask for recipes. And so I started to post recipes. And all of a sudden, I was doing this thing called food blogging. Right. And I mean, you were in grad school at the time. Like, it must have taken up a lot of energy. Yeah. Well, you know, the first year of grad school is always an adjustment. So it was really nice to have that balance outside of of school. Yeah, I definitely stopped the whole catering thing after very quickly after my first year. When you started documenting your food journey in 2009 and sort of look at where we are now with sort of food blogging, food styling, and food photography, how has blogging changed since you started? Blogging has gotten really intense since I started, I think. I mean, there are just so many amazing blogs out there now and new ones coming up every single day. And the level that everyone is starting at is just so much higher than before. I feel like when I started, it was kind of just this like casual thing. There were a couple of really big blogs like Pioneer Woman and you could just sort of do whatever you wanted. But now it's such a business, <laughs> such a like an actual intense thing that you could do. So that's been, been a really interesting shift, I think, in the blogosphere. Have you sort of adjusted the way you blog and the way you write and take photographs sort of with the times? Or have you just stayed pretty consistent with what you do? Well, actually, that's a really active question that I've been thinking about recently, um, sort of with starting my new job, like, where is my blog going to go? I'm kind of a perfectionist, so every post takes so much, so much time from recipe development to actually making the recipe to actually photographing and styling it and then all the posts and writing the post. And so it's become a big question about like, okay, well, should the blog continue to be this like really good professional thing that's out there or just a journal of my life? And I, I haven't decided yet where it's going to go. <laughs> right, because I think a lot of people who do read blogs, if they haven't done it consistently for a while, they don't really see the behind the scenes and, and, uh, and all the effort and work that goes into sort of a single post. It takes so many hours. It's insane. <laughs> right, right. Well, your life has changed since you started Desserts for Breakfast. On your blog, you share a little bit about what you're up to outside of Desserts for Breakfast. Can you talk a little bit about your life beyond food? Sure, Yeah. This past year, I guess, uh, fall 2014, I started a tenure-track professorship at University of California, Merced. I'm in the Cognitive and Information Sciences unit as a linguist there. So that's been a really big change and really awesome, actually, um, and I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a complete departure from what you do on the website. Yeah, it is. It's a whole different way of thinking. (laughs) 
Well, you still find time for food and photography. You helped to photograph a new book called Steeped: Recipes Infused with Tea. Would you say that food photography is an escape? I like to think of it as exercising the same creative muscle that I hope to bring to research.、Um, I mean, you're all one person, right? So everything you do in- informs every other part of yourself. So yes, in a way, it's a nice like escape、uh, from thinking about you know math equations all day. But on the other hand, it's really great to try to think of how it makes me a better researcher and teacher. How did your collaboration with Annalise come about with the new book, Steeped? Well, Emily's is kind of amazing. She's this writer slash marketer slash recipe developer,、um, and I've known her for a couple years now through the SF Bay Area food scene. And all of a sudden, one day, she was like, "Steph, I wrote a book, and I have a publisher, and I'm going to publish this book. Will you shoot it?" And I was like, "Yes, of course. <laughs> that would be amazing." So that was a really awesome opportunity that she definitely put my way, and I'm very grateful to her for that. Right, right. Can you tell me more about the book? Yeah, the book is excellent. It is a bunch of recipes that are amazing. I tasted so many of these. Yeah, all about cooking with tea. So instead of you know just drinking tea or having tea as like a supplement to our meal, really like bringing out the flavors and understanding how to use it in these highly creative ways, like as a rub or as a sauce or infused and steeped and. I learned a lot from just watching Annalise's tea in so many different ways I never even thought of. Right. No. Yeah. Because I mean, you usually think of tea as just like a beverage. I mean, for Chinese people, sometimes we steep them with like eggs or or something like that. That's like a very traditional thing.、Right. But you know, we don't really think about、uh, cooking on a regular basis、um, with tea. I guess. Yeah, and from like a dessert baker's point of view, the most we ever use is like maybe steeping milk with some Earl Grey or using matcha in cakes. But like this book goes way beyond that. One of my favorite recipes is、uh, furikake popcorn. Have you ever had furikake popcorn? No, I haven't. Okay, so I think traditionally it's made with seaweed. It's like the seaweed sesame blend with spices. It's kind of salty and sweet, and you put it on popcorn. But Annalise did this amazing thing where she does it with tea instead of seaweed, and it's just it's so addictive and so good. And I would have never thought to use roasted tea that way. Right, right, and it doesn't sound like super complex. It sounds like it's something like home cooks can、yes. sort of find the ingredients and just try. For sure, yeah, it definitely expands your spice vocabulary. Yeah, for sure. With your busy schedule, do you still find time to experiment in the kitchen? I have to confess, not as much as I would like to. Right. Yeah, tenure track is pretty intense, but there are you know weekends where it's really great. So pie day is coming up. Right, and I'm really looking forward to trying out a new pie recipe. I have no idea what yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the research starts pretty soon because it's coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it has to involve rhubarb because I bought some rhubarb,、um, but I don't know what else. So、uh, we'll see. Awesome. So it's going to be up on the blog, or just for yourself? I don't know. Well, if if I manage to get a photograph before it's all eaten, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> okay. Now there are only so many hours in a day. Does your heart lean more towards food photography, or baking and trying new recipes? Oh, that's such a hard question. It depends on what day you ask me. Okay. Well, how about today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to say, if I had to just choose one to do for the rest of my life, it would probably be the photography aspect because you can take that wherever you go. But I, I wouldn't want to choose. Can I just keep both? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> This is a completely fictitious、uh, sort of、uh, scenario. <laughs> Now, I found that as a home cook, 
when I'm pressed for time to make something, I usually end up with something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Now, you're clearly super busy. Have there been times when you've been in the kitchen and the dish didn't turn out as planned, but it turned out maybe even better? Yeah, I've been, um, so a new experience has been sort of cooking really fast dinners for myself. And I've actually gotten like really creative with kale and eggs. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can apparently do with baked kale and eggs and just different spices. That's been kind of amazing, you know? So if you get tired of like sumac in your eggs, you can just put cinnamon and nutmeg and it's like this whole different thing. And, you know, Worcestershire sauce is this new thing to me, which is delicious on everything. So that's definitely been how I've been exercising my creativity in the kitchen lately. Cool. It's more of a survival thing than anything else. Well, like a survival, but you still want to live well, you know, and eat well. For sure. You should, well, when you get a moment, you should sort of write a book called Eggs and Kale. Yeah. And, and it'll be like a hundred recipes with just eggs and kale. Unfortunately, I think like some hipster in San Francisco has probably done that already. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. I'm going to Amazon that totally afterwards. Yeah. Okay, well, here at the Dinner Special, we talk with food heroes about dinner dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dish that is special to you and maybe the story behind the dish? Hmm. Well, I could talk about the soup that's actually been passed down in my family. No one actually knows who came up with it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But it's one of the very first things I ever learned to make, and it's something I've taught all my friends as well. Uh, It's this corn soup, and the basic recipe is super easy. So it's like egg drop corn soup. You know, keep in mind, I grew up in like the 80s, 90s, and like my family wasn't super culinary, but you start out with a can of cream corn. Okay. And you get a can of regular whole kernel corn. Yep. And you mix those cans. And this entire recipe is just can and pot, so you don't need to wash anything. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> and then since you have two cans, you use two cans of water, and then you bring that to a boil, maybe with a little bit of cheese or shredded cheese, and then you mix an egg, like mix an egg in one of the cans. <laughs> Again, put that in while stirring in the pot after it's right. into a boil and then mix a little bit of cornstarch and put that in as a thickener and then salt and pepper. And it's like the best corn soup ever. I love corn. So and that sounds delicious. So since then, I've basically developed this recipe in so many different ways. It's so wonderful. So first of all, I use like actual corn now, right. like corn that you grow that comes out of a can. And I make my own cream corn and you can add, it can go so many different ways. So I've done it with rosemary and blue cheese, which is great. I've done it with caramelized onions, which is really good. Um, I've done like a crab version. Wow. And the basic recipe is just the same. Yes. You just add all these different flavors to it. Right. And I really love it that way. Do you have this recipe on the website or is it just in your mind? It's not, but now you have it. It's just two cans. Yes. That's all you need. Exactly, exactly. And that's the one that I'm going to try first. <laughs> I'm not going to be too adventurous with the blue cheese and caramelized onions or, or anything like that. Oh, that one's really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that'll be step two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you could invite any three famous people over for your cream corn soup, who would they be? Gosh, this is really hard. Okay, I think it would have to be at least one linguist because I'm a career opportunist. So it would have to be someone. (laughs) Um, Maybe like Otto Jesperson. So he was this linguist who started looking at sort of poetry from a very scientific point of view. And it would be awesome to just sit down and have dinner with him. Okay. I think he was also a royal or something. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so I'm not sure if like two canned corn soup would be good for him, but whatever. <laughs> okay. The other person would probably have to be a food person. I think it would be really fun to sit down with 
Alice Waters. <laughs> so not creative. No, that's cool. But growing up in Berkeley, like, you know, I feel like the whole California cuisine has been really steeped in sort of this California cuisine idea and organics and, you know, grow your own vegetables or at least buy local vegetables. And it'd be really fun to talk to her about like her philosophies with food. And as for a third person, I'm not sure. Just someone really enjoyable. I think just a good friend, you know? I mean, like, dinner conversation is, it doesn't matter about famous or not. Yes. It matters about if you guys get along and can talk about common things or not common things. <laughs> well, let's say you were to do dinner and a movie with your corn soup. What movie would you pair with the soup? Um, can I confess I don't really watch movies? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, okay. One that I've needed to watch for a really long time is Waitress. Have you seen it? It's a baking movie, I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So my friends keep telling me about it. And apparently um, the girl from Felicity is in it. And then it's being adapted into a musical oh. by one of my favorite artists, Sarah Bareilles. And so I feel like I should watch it. I guess that's what I watch. <laughs> Great. Well, Stephanie, after a long day, what is your ultimate comfort food? Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Now, I call the next part of the dinner special podcast the pressure cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast and fun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? Sure. As if the <laughs> ones previously aren't already fast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, feel free to take your time. There's no time limit to these whatsoever. Okay. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch? Top Chef. I'm religious watcher of Top Chef. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about? I have to confess that I've been a little bit out of the blogosphere lately, just because I, I haven't had time to follow up. Okay, there's this woman, I don't know where even she is, who does these most beautiful photos. They're, her food site is called Sir La Vie, and she just does photos. She doesn't post recipes or anything, but they're just like the most gorgeous, dark and contrasty photos, or bright and contrasty photos that you've seen. Cool. What's, the, what's her site called again? Sur la vie? Oh, sous vie sur la vie. Okay. Yeah. Number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook that make you happy? Oh, oh dear. On Instagram, there's this furniture designer out of LA that I've been following lately. I think his name is Itrain. He makes like really cool, um, very hipstery stools that are like highly geometric and I've been really enjoying his feed. He does a lot of photo- photos of cactuses recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's totally random and just like, I just found it by browsing. And his name yeah. is what, sorry? Etrine, E-T-R-I-N-E, I think. Okay, perfect. Number four, what is the most unusual or treasured item you have in your kitchen? My grandmother's rolling pin. Wow. Yeah, it's like super tiny and it doesn't work very, like I wouldn't use it for anything because it's so small, but it's totally smoothed already and I really love having it. Number five, name one ingredient you used to dislike but now you love. Ooh. I recently became convinced of roasted asparagus. And before the asparagus was not happening. <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't touch asparagus. But then someone cooked it to like a crisp for me in the oven and it's so good. Great. Number six, what are a few cookbooks that make your life better? Well, I have to say steeped, first of all. <laughs> Because I have to push Annalise's awesome book. But in addition to that, any of the David Leibovitz's books, um, I turn to anytime I need like a solid, good dessert recipe. Great. And finally, number seven, what song or album just makes you want to cook? Ooh, lately I've been listening to Brandy Carlisle's latest, the one that just came out. 
anything I just happen to be into at that point, it's good to listen to in the kitchen. Great. Congratulations, Stephanie. You have officially survived the pressure cooker. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me here on the Dinner Special Podcast. You're all over social media. What's the best way for us to keep posted with what you're up to? Yeah, I've been on Instagram a lot lately since I've moved to a new place. It's been really fun to sort of post new pictures of the seasons here that I've never experienced before and things like that. So my Instagram is uh, shebakes, S-H-I-H-B-A-K-E-S. Uh, same thing as my Twitter. So I'm on there a lot too. And I apologize, the blog hasn't been updating as much as, as it should be. But, you know, every now and then I'll stop it and say hello. Awesome. Well, you've been super busy, so we totally get it. The blog is dessertsforbreakfast.com. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much for talking. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking. Let's get cooking.